Afternoon, folks. This is Jesse Cope again, an American Soul podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. It's bright and sunny here, starting to get a little warm. There's nobody on the walk today, just yet. So we'll see. We had a couple of turkeys out here a while ago. Maybe they'll come back. At any rate, we're going to take our little walk today, and I sure do appreciate y'all joining. And I really appreciate those of y'all that have given feedback and those of y'all that are sharing the podcast. It's helping a great deal. And so thank y'all very much. So on this episode, what I'd like to talk about uh, a little bit, really what we kind of talk about every episode, I guess, is the relationship with Christ and America. But in particular, I want to talk about education. One of the most disastrous events for our country had to be something that happened back in 1962. And it was a Supreme Court case where they declared prayer unconstitutional in schools. And we'll talk about this case off and on quite a bit at least we'll definitely we'll expound on it in other episodes but over the last few episodes since we've started this every episode we try and lay out the fact that this idea of separation of church and state this myth of separation of church and state the way it's used today because the founders did want a separation, but what they wanted, because what, what their forefathers, what our forefathers had experienced in Europe was persecution based on the way that they wanted to worship God. So, and that was because the state controlled the church. That's what our founders were afraid of. They did not want this new American government, this young country, to ever get to the point where the state was in control of the church. However, the twisted meaning that we've gotten to today, which is largely, or at least it's in a big part tied to this 1962 case, especially as far as education goes, they've twisted that meaning so that now culture views separation of church and state to mean that you can't have your faith affect politics, government, or institutions at all. You can't put the principles of Jesus Christ into practice in any of those arenas. And that's 100% completely blatantly false. That is not what our founders intended at all. You can look at their writings. We do. You can go back and see their comments. We do. And so this idea is just nonsense, and we need, to, we need to stop entertaining it at all in the country, at the local level, the state level, and then work our way up to the federal level, folks. There's, there's absolutely no reason for the principles of Christ not to be in our city councils, our state governments, our schools. No excuse at all. In fact, not having him there 
based on the way our founders and our great leaders have set up and worked in this country, not having the principles of Jesus Christ in those arenas is exactly why we're in the mess that we're in today. That's the problem. So going back to this case, it was, I want to say June the 27th. I was just looking at that of 1962. I think that was the date within a day or two. Well, a couple days after that, Senator Byrd, who's a Democratic senator, gave an address to Congress, and it was a warning. And I want to read through that warning today and let y'all hear his words when that was still, when passage of that had just occurred. And you can break down this case some more. There's some I know there's comments. I can't remember one of the justices on the Supreme Court at that time, but he had never been a judge before, and maybe that's relevant and maybe it's not, but there's definitely some concerns with this particular Supreme Court. If nothing else, the fact that they voted to kick prayer and the Bible, not the same case but same time frame out of schools just shows that no matter how smart they were they had absolutely no understanding of the founding of this country we've said this a few episodes back folks a lot of knowledge doesn't make somebody wise and there's no way that you can attribute wisdom to those supreme courts in these decisions I just, I can't emphasize that enough, folks. And I know we hit it every single episode and there's a reason because we need to, because if we didn't need to, we wouldn't be here to begin with. You know, people get tired of hearing, I I say they do, I think people do based on the way they act. They get tired of hearing about, well, you gotta focus on your marriage. You gotta focus on your faith. You gotta look at this or that. Well, if we didn't need to hear the message repetitively, right? If we were doing what the message said, that would be one thing, but we're not. You know, we're not pushing back at the local level and saying, absolutely, we're not going to do this. You know, and it takes a risk. I'm kind of getting off in the weeds here, folks, but I just read through, you know, just a few weeks ago, a month ago, give or take, we celebrated, I think it was the 70th, Maybe 77th. I'm getting getting off here. But we celebrate the D-Day anniversary on June 6th every year, right? Normandy invasion in France. The sacrifice of those men there and the women, the families they left behind. It, I'm not... I think we have, I hope we have people like that today, folks. But we sure aren't acting like it right now. And there was another little story that I just saw about uh, Audie Murphy. And I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with Audie Murphy at all. He was a Medal of Honor recipient. And the real short version, you can go look him up. He's a pretty incredible character. Actually, not pretty. He is an incredible character. He withstood an assault from a... German infantry company basically single-handedly ended up manning a machine gun long enough to kill or wound 50 Germans. And 
led his company. He was a company commander, if I remember correctly at this time. And it sounds phenomenal, folks. So y'all can go back and check me on this. And if I'm wrong, you're more than willing to let me know. I would appreciate it if you would, actually. But I believe he was 19 years old at the time. 19 years old. You think about the 19-year-olds that you know in your life. You think about yourself as a 19-year-old. We got a long way to go. And part of the problem there, folks, is that we don't teach our children the principles that made this country great, that made people great, that made them willing to sacrifice so much for this nation. We don't teach them that in the home. That's a huge failing on our part. And we don't teach them that in the classroom anymore. It is no wonder that we have young men and women running around the country like crazies, burning things down with no concept of history and no concept of what actually made this country great or why America is so much greater than so many other nations. Because she is, folks. She absolutely is. But the reason, you got to focus on the reason. The reason is the character. And that's got to start in our children. At any rate, I went a little bit longer sitting there listening to the sound of my own voice than I intended. So, Senator Robert Byrd gave this address. And this is, again, in regards to the 1962 court case that declared prayer in public schools unconstitutional which it's not just by the by. Inasmuch as our greatest leaders have shown no doubt about God's proper place in the American birthright, can we in our day dare do less? In no other place in the United States are there so many and such varied official evidences of deep and abiding faith in God on the part of government as there are in Washington. Every session of the House and the Senate begins with prayer. Each House has its own chaplain. The 83rd Congress set aside a small room in the Capitol just off the rotunda for the private prayer and meditation of members of Congress. The room's focal point is a stained glass window showing George Washington kneeling in prayer. Behind him is etched these words from Psalm 16:1 Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Inside the rotunda is a picture of the pilgrims. Very clear are the words, the New Testament, according to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. On the cell is the motto of the pilgrims, In God we trust, God with us. The phrase in God we trust appears opposite the president of the Senate who is the Vice President of the United States. The same phrase in large words inscribed in the marble backdrops the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Above the head of the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court are the Ten Commandments, with the great American eagle protecting them. Moses is included among the great lawgivers in Herman A. McNeil's marble sculpture group on the East Front. The crier who opens each session closes with the words, God save the United States and this honorable court. 
on the south banks of Washington's tidal basin, Thomas Jefferson still speaks. God who gave us life gave us liberty. Can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. Jefferson's words are a forceful and explicit warning that to remove God from this country will destroy it. There's a lot there to unpack, folks. Uh, We could spend quite a while on this, each little piece. And this is just just a small part. Each of these is just one little bitty part of a mountain of evidence that our founders and our greatest leaders knew without a doubt that America had to have a people who followed the teachings of Christ and that those principles, those Christian principles, not some deists, just random deists, Mother Nature, not Allah, not Uh, Buddhist or Hindu principles, but specifically the principles of Jesus Christ had to be intimately involved in our education, our politics, our businesses, just across the board, folks, our courts. And Senator Byrd here lays out a pretty quick and compelling case that To say otherwise either shows gross ignorance or likely malevolence. There's no way to be knowledgeable about the history of our country and at the same time claim that it was set up with the intent of completely separating the faith of Jesus Christ out of policies and government. And so when they took this, when the Supreme Court back in 62 took the prayer, and then I think 63 was a follow-on case where they took the Bible, maybe the Ten Commandments, there were quite a few cases. Uh, there were a couple in 60, then a couple more, I think, in the 70s and 80s, where they just piecemeal took one more thing and one more thing out of the classroom. Let's have a dev- it has had a devastating effect on our country. All you have to do is look around at what's going on right now and see the actions of so many of our young people, the devastation. And you can talk about politically, you can talk about how many young people that are college age are part of these mobs going around and destroying private property, destroying businesses, lives and livelihoods, burning buildings, tearing down history, endangering beating, even killing innocents. So you can look at that from kind of a political side, or you can just look at the family unit, the destruction of the family unit. And you got to be, you're going to have an honest conversation about it. Sex is probably one of the biggest reasons why the family unit's crumbling. Whether you're talking about deviant sexual behavior in heterosexuals or homosexuals, right? When you get away from the principles that Christ taught, and you can't, again, folks, you can't force somebody to have faith or to not have faith. And 
you definitely do not have to be a Christian in order to be an American. That was not what our founders intended. But it's impossible to say that they didn't know that without a people that followed Christ, this country would be destroyed. Jefferson's words are so haunting today because we've gotten to the point where a huge chunk of society no longer follows those principles that Christ taught and lived in his life. And we are destroying ourselves today. And our enemies around the world are loving it. They're sitting back thinking to themselves, we don't even have to do anything. We're just going to sit back. And if you go back and listen to some of the commentary about defectors out of the old USSR, or even people that weren't defectors, open, open comments, they knew that this was possible. We'll just get in and we'll let them destroy themselves. Lincoln warned of that. You know the quote I think we went over a few episodes back where he said in his Lyceum, I think it was his Lyceum address, said, as free men, we must either live forever or die by suicide. Well, we're, we're doing a pretty good job of, of the latter, folks. And the reason is that we have taken prayer, we've taken the Bible out of our homes and out of our classrooms. That's, that's a huge reason. And out of our politics, thereby. So, <clears throat> realize, go back, listen to this a few times if you need to. Not the sound of my voice, obviously, although you will be stuck with that. But find that address online. I'll try and go find a source. I will tell you, the place I pulled this, I didn't pull this from the Senate website or anything. There's a great resource out there, folks. And even if you're not a Christian, the resource is still pretty phenomenal. And it's the, the Patriot's Bible. And I believe the editor is Richard Lee. And a lot of the stuff I talk about, I have found originally in there. And if I can go find where you can actually source this address by Senator Byrd, I'll, I'll bring it back up in another episode. The point, folks, again, though, is we need to absolutely push back in our individual lives and anytime we get a chance in the public sphere against this lie that America was not founded as a Christian nation. We need to stand up for the fact that it absolutely was born, as President Wilson said, was born a Christian nation and can only function that way. Otherwise, we're, we're not going to have a country left to function in. So, I hope that y'all have a good whatever is left of your day. It seems to, it's going to stay kind of bright and shiny here. Have a few clouds in the sky, but it's a nice little reprieve from the rain of the last few weeks. And thank you all again for listening. Thank you for giving a little bit of your time here. Uh, thank you for sharing it. If you get a chance, folks, and you're getting something out of this, and you just share it with one or two people, I sure would appreciate it. And if you are enjoying it, if you'll go subscribe either on Spotify or on Apple Podcast it'll automatically send you the new episodes there. And that, that also helps a lot for me because it increases the visibility of the podcast to others when you all subscribe. So y'all have a wonderful rest of your day and we will talk again real soon.